You're listening to episode 140 of the FitzPro podcast, and today is all about content creation, specifically how to create content that does and or will eventually prep your audience to purchase something from you. So today is very much so geared at brands and businesses who are using the online space to build their brand or business to convert followers, audience members into customers. Today, we are speaking specifically from the point of view or the use of Instagram as the social media platform. So hopefully that applies to you. Without further ado, let's dive in. The FitzPro podcast is your no BS approach to seeking out truth in the world that is online health and fitness. You'll see through the lens of the trainer, the trainee, and the entrepreneur. I'm your host, Annie Miller, certified strength and conditioning specialist, entrepreneur, lover of sleep, lattes, and dinosaurs, aka not your average fitspo. And my aim is to help you grow your mind, body, and business through knowledge and authenticity so that you too can become a fitspo. Assuming that you are here for the business side of things, as I do speak about business and fitness, among other things, on this podcast, I encourage you to go ahead and check out my free on-demand workshop, Your Biz Your Way, Three Steps to Build a Profitable Online Health and Fitness Business. You can do that by heading over to the show notes or going straight to anniemiller.co slash workshop dash register. And if you are looking for other free resources that I have created for trainers, trainees, and entrepreneurs, head over to anniemiller.co slash resources. Before getting into content creation, and I will forewarn you, I guarantee this podcast is going to be a heavier and or longer podcast because I just have a lot to say about this topic and you can take or leave whatever you would like. First off though, I would like to thank Legion Athletics, which is the sponsor of this podcast. They are the number one brand of all natural sports supplements in the world. If you have been around for a while, you know that I love Legion. You know that I didn't use supplements for, there was a gap in my supplement use for probably five or six years almost. And I chose to work with Legion and to use their products because I stand firmly behind them. I love their 100% formula transparency. I love that they use 100% naturally sweetened products. I love that you can find why they use the ingredients and the dosages that they do because supplements are widely if not completely, unregulated. It's nice to know that there is no extra crap in their ingredients. It's straightforward and clear to the consumer, which as you know, is my jam. It's why I love them. If you are skeptical, which I absolutely understand, they do have a 100% money back guarantee and free shipping. So if you are at all interested in adding supplements to your dietary intake, go to buylegion.com, B-U-Y legion.com and use code Annie at checkout to save 20% off your first order. And if you already love Legion, if you already purchase from them, if you've tried some things, you can still use code Annie to get double Legion reward points. So something that comes through without fail on my Fitzboro Foundations intake survey, which is my online business course. So when people join it, they are asked a couple of questions. It's a survey. Something that comes through without fail is that people struggle with finding ideal clients online and or converting those people into clients once they have them in their audience. It's in one way or another, it is said by almost every single person who joins. So we shall dive into pieces of that today, and hopefully you'll have some level of action to take and apply 
to Instagram specifically. And yes, I am talking about Instagram. So that is what I will be referencing throughout the episode. But please take this information and apply it to another social media platform if you do not use Instagram. You hopefully know that I am the queen of you do not have to do X to be successful in business. I am not about doing business one specific way. With that, I only ask that you entertain what I have to say. You absolutely are not required to do any of this, of course. Think about how what I share today can be applied to you, see how it fits for you, maybe in a different way. That is all that I ask when you listen to this episode. So starting off right away, again, this episode is four tips for content that converts, creating content that converts followers or audience members, people who are not paying you, into people who want to pay you. That is the goal here by using your content. So number one is creating content directly from your offer. If you don't have an offer, then creating content directly from, you know, your approach, your philosophy, what you use with yourself. When people say that they have no idea what to post, I get that they may be referring to like a lull in inspiration. So they have no inspiration of what to post, but if they have no idea of what to post, that is concerning. If you work with clients in any capacity or have any level of education and or personal experience, there is content in your brain, I promise you. I hope that this episode can help you access that and maybe organize it a bit better, readily access it, and eventually use that content to convert followers into buyers. One of the easiest ways to create content that directly relates to and speaks to or helps potential buyers is to pull content directly from your offer. When I say that, I am spanning from your philosophy about coaching or whatever service you offer to actual methods and tactics that you use within your coaching. And I suppose that brings us to the topic of giving away all of your gold for free. We've heard this before that people are afraid to do this. People oftentimes worry about how much free content they should be giving away. But I want you to think about the people that you follow and enjoy the most and how much free content you have likely consumed from them. Maybe you have purchased from them, maybe you haven't. And if you have purchased, you can see that what they're giving away for free is why people are purchasing from them. Even if you only work with one-on-one -on -one clients right now, you have a philosophy and a process even if you have not yet clearly defined it. So I want you to make sure that after this episode, you maybe jot down in your notes app or on a piece of paper some pillars of your philosophy when it comes to whatever it is that you coach or whatever service you offer in the online space, as well as maybe sketching out your method or methods that you use within your area of expertise. Now, in my Fitzbro Foundations course, we call this the client lifespan or the process. Remember that we are doing this because we want to be creating content that serves our larger audience, but eventually does get those people who are potential buyers to become clients, which is gonna be a really small percentage of your audience, but we want to make sure that we are converting that small percentage. And that starts with the vast amount of free content that you provide, which ideally is all in line with what it is that you offer as a business. And you will constantly be refining that and getting better at that messaging through practice and feedback from putting out free content. Thus, if you are unclear on what it is that you do as a business and the process that you use with your clients, then it absolutely makes sense that creating content, let alone content that converts, 
is a difficult process or that you feel stuck in that, right? I want you to see that correlation between clarity and creating content. So step one of all of this is to get super duper clear around your philosophy, maybe your brand story and your coaching tactics or methods. What are topics that set your offer or service apart from others or that you talk about often with your clients? This could be something as simple as teaching people how to count macros on a sliding scale, meaning that you are allowed to just track protein if you want to, and that can be effective or whatever it is that you teach your clients, right? I just pulled that out of a hat, but it can be anything. You likely have a style of training if you are in the fitness realm of things. For me, that is using a main lift, like a squat, a deadlift, bench press, overhead press, or even a hip thrust or a step up as the main lift. And almost all of my clients are going to do that in some capacity. It's my approach, right? I do not use quote unquote, fancy workouts. So many of my pieces of content are going to be, you know, maybe boring to some people. You're likely going to see exercise breakdowns or cues to use with different lifts or giving, you know, six different variations of one exercise. And within that messaging, I am sharing my philosophy on the fact that variations can be the quote unquote, fancy part of training or the fact that you don't need to change 5 million kajillion things from phase to phase of programming. You can also see here, I hope, that why knowing your philosophy is important, but also that you will find your philosophy within analyzing and identifying the tactics and the methods that you use, the approaches that you use with your clients. And if you don't have clients yet, then look at whatever it is that you use with yourself or that you're drawn to in coaches that you admire. I have no problem with that because I'm guessing that that is going to be similar to what you do with your clients if you have a lack of experience or a lack of experience specifically with clients thus far. Basically, step one is to get some clarity around these things because it's the foundation of how you will eventually convert people from social media to paying you for a given offer or service, which leads us to number two, which is talking about your offer. If I could scream one thing from the mountaintop, it might be this in regards to entrepreneurs and sales. Plug your offer way more often than you think you need to. I think that people think that talking about your offer is synonymous with selling your offer, and that is not true. So if that is a roadblock for you, go ahead and just pick that up, move it to the side. When I say plug your offer or mention your offer, I just mean I literally want you to mention your offer way more often in order to bring awareness and exposure to the fact that it exists among your audience. It is recognition that your offer is a thing, and that is it. You are not making an ask of anyone. So remember that not everyone sees every post. Not everyone has been in your audience for two years. You need to consistently talk about your offer so that people know that it exists. You are expediting the no, as in K-N-O-W, no portion of no like, and trust. Think about how many times you have to see or hear 
about an offer before you purchase it as a consumer. I'm always, 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 always encouraging my business clients and Fitzbros to think about selling and content creation from the perspective of a consumer, to observe their own behavior as a consumer, because I think that makes your life so much easier when creating content or when you go to sell. You can help yourself by simply mentioning the name of your offer, even if it's, you know, with my one-on-one clients or at enter the name of your business as the entry to a sentence about whatever it is that you're going to talk about. That's just one more time that someone has heard or been exposed to what it is that you do and that you do in fact have something that people pay you for. That is the goal here. That is all I'm getting at. This is so that when you do begin to open enrollment or ask people to pay you in exchange for a service, they're not completely blindsided or out of the loop with what it is that you're talking about because they've been primed through your free content. This is not something that they were unaware of. This should be a very organic thing. A more direct manner or approach would be sharing a case study from an actual client or sharing a little mini training about a piece of your offer, which is pulled from tip number one today, and a more indirect way would simply be to mention the name of your offer where it fits organically. So if I was talking about one of the things that I mentioned earlier, using different variations of one lift in order to add some quote unquote fancy into your training, I would mention that this is an approach that we use inside Built by Annie or my Built by Annie membership. That's it. That's the end of it. There's no ask. There's no pressure. It's simply exposing your audience to the fact that this is what you do with your clients and that it happens to be something that you are paid for or from inside a paid program or service. Talk about your offer more often. People probably do not know that it exists. And remember, you are in fact running a business or a brand online. You need to talk about that, especially if sales are something you're trying to make. And I am sure that you as a consumer can think of, in fact, I want you to do this right now, think of five people that you follow who you have no idea what they do, realistically. You don't know what they do for work. And five people you follow who are very, very clear. You're very clear on, or you have a better idea at least of what it is that they do and maybe what their offers are. You want to be the latter, especially if you want to convert people from followers to paying customers. Number one was creating content directly pulled from your offer. Number two was talking about your offer. Next up is asking your audience directly. When I say ask your audience directly, I mean ask them what they want and need from you, but don't say what do you want and need from me. We're going to go over like actual questions to ask them. So what are they curious about? What do they find themselves constantly asking in regards to your area of expertise? Or what do they find themselves constantly coming back to? A very large portion of running a brand and or a business in the online space is learning about your audience, inquiring, being inquisitive about the people that you are serving or seeking to serve. The more effort you put into learning who is in your audience as human beings, the easier it's going to be for you to interact with these people and create content for them. And quite frankly, it's going to be more enjoyable for you. So please make an effort to inquire. This is something that 
you're going to do throughout your business. This is not a one-time situation or task. You will do this many, many times over the years of building an audience, as you should. You might ask something in one way and not get a lot of feedback, and that's okay. This is all trial and error. So then you simply ask it in another way from a different approach. But don't stop until you start to get responses from your audience. What is their favorite part? about pursuing a healthy life. What do they get out of a healthy lifestyle? What does a healthy lifestyle look like to them? What programs have they done in the past? Who do they look up to in the online health and fitness space? What type of training do they do regularly? Do they feel like they know their way around a weight room? What would make their life easier in the weight room? I reference mainly these kind of strength training focused things because that is my personal background, but apply these questions to whatever your niche is. I gave more specific examples because if you put up a question box that says, what content do you want from me? You are going to get very broad answers and you don't need a broad answer. You want to know the nitty gritty specifics, which might take some more effort on your part in order to get what you're actually looking for out of your audience, out of these questions. So please don't expect clarity to just drop out of thin air when it comes to knowing what your audience wants from you. And if you have a really small audience and are unsure if your ideal client is actually in your audience, because that is absolutely a thing, I suggest thinking about yourself or your past self and what it is you were searching for or wanting or what you found helpful when you were in that season, you know, speaking in the context of whatever your area of focus is now. And of course, there is a piece of this where ideally when we are creating content in general, this is a bit of a tangent, we want to marry your passions and your talents and your interests with what your audience needs from you, right? So don't lose yourself. And I've talked about this in other podcasts as well, because it's something that I see commonly is losing yourself, your personality your traits, your voice, your messaging, your own interests, your own quirks when seeking to really, really create content for your audience. Ideally, we marry both of those things. So lastly is having a plan and embracing trial and error. When I say have a plan, I mean when you are actually trying to get people to convert, like in the conversion process, you are asking people to apply to work with you or to pay for something. Everything we've talked about thus far has been about the content itself that you are creating and being sure that your content is providing value in such a way that people are going to feel comfortable and be eager to purchase from you. Let's take one-on-one clients and applications, for instance. So you are asking people to join or apply to work with you in a one-on-one capacity. You need to fill three spots for one-on-one. You know you need to fill them this month. What is your plan for doing that? What is your sales strategy? Anytime we are launching something, opening the doors to something, asking people to apply for something, getting people off of social media and onto our website in order to have an exchange of money for a service, ideally the content you have been providing for the last two weeks or so has been in regards to this specific offer for the most part. You've made a priority to be in your Instagram stories, showing client progress, using client case studies, doing some mini trainings, and your content has been hyper valuable on your feed. You've been hitting on your philosophy, your approach, as well as the tactics that you use with your clients. 
Okay, that is the picture we hope we have painted. And if you have ongoing enrollment, then this is just, this is your strategy week to week, if that's the case. And that is so that when you finally do open the doors or ask people to apply to work with you, they're ready, they're primed, they feel prepared. Also, again, these tactics apply if you do have open enrollment all the time and you're not doing a hard open or a hard close launch, no matter what, we should be providing content that applies to our larger audience and has been pulled from our tactics in our philosophy that we use with our clients inside our paid offers. In a sense, this is your sales strategy if we are discussing conversions. What is your current sales strategy for getting people to apply to work with you or to pay you for a certain offer? Because even if you think you don't have a strategy, you do. It just might not be the most effective strategy. There might be some room for improvement there. And know or keep in mind that you may need to mention your offer 10 times before someone actually applies to work with you. So maybe someone is clicking the link every time you post about it but it takes them seven times until they actually fill out the application. Now, we always want to expedite that process as business owners and get people to convert quicker, remove steps, remove barriers, always. But I want to encourage you to continue talking about it even when you feel like you're repeating yourself because you are going to repeat yourself. That is part of this game. With my one-on-one -on -one clients, <clears throat> on the business side of things, one of the first things we do is talk about their offer more often. It's very simple, but you see higher conversions almost immediately, especially when looking at one-on-one. -on -one. And frequency, as in how often they're talking about it, is 100% a thing in the online space. We've discussed how many times someone may need to be exposed to something before they take action. So while we don't want to, you know, bombard our audience with asking for a sale 24 seven, two to three times a week should be fine if the rest of your content five to seven days a week is free and organically entertaining or authentic to you, whatever that looks like, right? We're not all in here to entertain or be funny or whatever, whatever the vibe of your page is, as long as that's happening the majority of the time, selling two to three times a week as a business on the app should not be a problem. Thus, your homework for this portion of the tips to create content that converts is to come up with an actual plan of some kind. Get in your stories at least twice per week to share a client study, a client case study, or something that you have been applying to your work with your clients to share your philosophy. Again, if you don't have clients, use yourself, especially in the health and fitness industry, we are our best guinea pig. Share your experience. That's a powerful thing to share, in my opinion. And then if you do have open enrollment all the time, share a link to apply to work with you with a hard call to action. That's another thing. People tiptoe around the, if you would like to learn more, or if this, you know, sounds like something that you need, then please work with me, apply to work with me, click the button below and apply to see if we would be a good fit, like a hard call to action. I do not want you to tiptoe around this. As far as feed content goes, just really hone in on building a parasocial relationship with your audience, learning about them and also learning about your own business, your own brand and what it is that you bring to this industry through your content. And again, this is all ongoing. None of these are a one-time check off the box, right? 
This is a fluid thing that you're going to continue to practice. And that's kind of where the trial and error portion of number four comes in. I just want people to understand that you are in a constant state of trial and error when you are putting out free content. Absolutely, you will figure out your flow, your mother categories that you post about, your systems, your topics, your viral worthy content, what your most popular topics are. But you're never done learning. You're never not learning about the app, about your audience, about yourself in this process. So if we can accept that you're in a constant state of trial and error, I think it takes some of the pressure off to check all of the never ending boxes when it comes to the gram. So I hope this episode was helpful for you. I hope that it gave you some insights, some stuff to try. If you did love the episode or you appreciate what I put out here on the Fitzpro podcast, please, wherever you listen, give the show five stars and a written review. If you're not on my main mailing list, you can go to anniemiller.co slash news and join either or both. Annie's Weekly Wisdom and Annie's Daily Dose. There are exclusive podcast listener discounts at the bottom of every email. Until next time, I am Annie Miller, and thank you so much for tuning into the Fitzpro Podcast. <laughs>